This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski with you, and we are excited to have Vaughn Dalzell, NBC Sports Edge, with us. And I want to start with Kevin Durant, because he made his debut for the Suns last night. He scores 23 points in 27 minutes. He admitted he was a little nervous after the game, but he looked good. What are you expecting out of this Phoenix team moving forward? How could he be nervous? It's not the first time he's joined a team like this caliber, but I mean, come on, oh! KD. Uh, <laughs> uh, second best, best real plus minus in the game, you know, outside of TJ Warren, who played 13 minutes, so count that for what you will. It was a very efficient game. He looked great. The Suns looked great. Obviously, you get the Hornets without uh, LaMelo Ball, or uh, yeah, LaMelo Ball, excuse me. I'm a Lonzo Ball guy with the Bulls, but I think um, the Suns, you know, rightfully so, the favorites in the West, second favorite to win it all behind the Celtics. Uh, you know, looking at them as a whole right now, it's definitely scary to see what, they, what they're going to be capable of doing and getting over that hump. So, you know, I wouldn't talk anyone off of Suns' future. I'm not going to sit here and say all the greatest things about the Suns right now just because they did beat the Hornets, who are the low of the low in the NBA right now. But very efficient night for Kevin Durant. It's great to see him fit right into the Suns' rotation uh, without any issues. Uh, whether we're talking about KD or Jokic probably getting the MVP for the third straight year, everything going on with John Moran off the court, uh, will the Lakers make the playoffs? It feels like all, all the big storylines are out in the West. What interests you about the Eastern Conference right now? Uh, can anyone catch the Celtics? Can the Celtics rebound and play great basketball conse- consecutively too? Um, you know, there's been streets, streaks where they've won seven or eight games and they haven't played great basketball. But that speaks to how great of a team that the Celtics really are, in my opinion. I think the Sixers are the most intriguing team to catch them and whether or not the Miami Heat get hot too. Miami Heat didn't really do too much at the deadline to make us want to uh, believe that they're going to go full throttle here. But they're a team that's in a seven-game series. They're going to give it their all too. So I think the East has some good betting options, whether you want to get involved mm-hmm. with the 76ers or the Heat, um, you know, to try and knock off the Celtics or the Bucks. But uh, I really think it's, it's all about the West. Like you said, all the storylines are there. That's where all the eyes are. The East is pretty plain with the Celtics and the Bucks right now. But uh, the Celtics are a team that I'm going to keep watching to see if they continue to play a good brand of basketball, especially with guys like Brogdon stepping up every night. Yeah, I mean, with Harden and Embiid, it seems like things are actually working out there in Philly for the Sixers. Tonight, they're at the Mavericks, where Dallas is still waiting to figure out if this Luka Kyrie thing is going to work out. Does anything intrigue you in this game? Yeah, we talked a little bit off air about some plays that you got, and I definitely think that's the route I would go in this game, speaking of Luka Doncic, because the Sixers, I was on them last night. Uh, I was solely on them, though, because Embiid was out. And, you know, in the NBA, when players are out, you don't even want to take the team uh, 
that has the um, the positive uh, positive news for the injury report. You want to take the team that has the negative injury report news. That's a team that cashes more often than not. Look at the Lakers last night as well. Another team that I had to sprinkle. And these are all small plays and just the way the NBA kind of has been changing. It's something that I'm trying to handicap and get a uh, a sense of. But the Sixers playing on the second night of a back-to-back, playing the Mavericks who need this win before they go on a trip. So I'm looking at Luka Doncic. He could be a, an option tonight. I wouldn't want to back the Sixers in the spot. They're much better home team than they are a road team. But they were solely the reason why I bet them last night was because they lost the Heat that first game and they played each other the very next game, similar to how the Wizards and the Raptors played tonight. Uh, so the loser of tonight's Wizards-Raptors game, I'll be on that, the loser the following game. Uh, we also want to get to some NFL draft stuff, but uh, I know you do some college basketball work as well, and uh, you were working on your projections for the upcoming bracket selection Sunday right around the corner. Um, is it, how challenging is it, as, as someone that bets just about every sport, and you have opinions on some of these college hoops teams, but when you're, when you're making projections like that, you've got to look at the resume because you've got to remove your better hat for a minute and not bump up the teams that you really like, the ones that you back or the ones that have uh, covered games for yeah. you throughout the season, not bump them up too much and try to figure out uh, where, where exactly they should be or where the committee's going to put them. How tough is that process and what are some of your takeaways on some teams? I think it's been, it's been pretty difficult. And this is the first year that I get to do a, a full bracket. I've been doing the Athletic 10 halftime shows. So I've been really uh, – and we're practicing for the Big Ten shows that we'll, the NBC will be getting here soon. So, you know, I've been trying to get very well-rounded in all these teams. And you see teams like North Carolina who, you know, didn't have any quad one wins up until about a little bit under a week ago uh, that everyone's saying whether or not that they should be in the tournament. And that's a very hot debate because there's teams like Wisconsin, Michigan right now, uh, even Villanova is a team that's got very, very hot, that they're barely over 500, that they could kind of sneak into this tournament just because they're a brand name too, possibly. Um, so you look at where you want to rank these teams, but I'm a guy that's not going to look at a jersey name. Um, Purdue, they've been a two seed for me for two weeks, and people were saying weeks ago that they're a one seed. They have the best resume in America. I disagree. They have two freshman guards. They're a team that's built to fall apart. Uh, they're built around their best player. Uh, so I'm looking at Purdue as a great fade. I got Arizona tonight on the money line. If they lose to USC, Arizona is a team that I have a two seed. They're going to fall back to a three more than likely because Gonzaga is nothing but hot fire right now. Um, but mm -hmm. I like the Big 12. If you're making me pick a group of teams to select a winner from, the Big 12 looks like it. I'm skittish to back Kansas because they're going back to back. But you look at Baylor. You look at how deep Texas is. You look at a couple of teams like TCU and Kansas State. They're a very deep conference. So uh, I like the Big 12 overall right now. I have a lot of teams, all of them in the top five. Those teams I just mentioned, a five-seater better right now. Are you skittish on the Tar Heels? Because they had a tough stretch where they lost like five or six games. And as you mentioned, they only have one quad one win. Would that concern you? Yeah, I mean – how good they truly are, but the fact that they've just won three straight games, I'm not going to brag over Notre Dame or Florida State because you should win those games. Uh, but the Virginia win was a big one. So you look at what they're going to do in the ACC tournament. That's what their season is going to come down to tonight, uh, to this season. They have Saturday against Duke at home, season finale. You beat Duke, who is in the field. Now, you, now you're getting a little closer. ACC tournament, you win your first two games. All right, now there's a real conversation to be had whether or not we're going to slide you in there because you don't get a North Carolina team that's going to be a 12 or 13 seed. You don't see 
teams that are power five conference type teams that are getting those 12 or 13 seeds very often. So you might mm -hmm. slot them as a 10 or 11 and they can get knocked off first round. Um, but, you know, Vanter winning five straight games and they lose to Duke in the ACC tournament. Uh, then, you know, North Carolina has a case to make it. And the same goes for a team like Villanova. If they go to the Big East Championship and they lose or the round before to the eventual champion at Marquette, Creighton, Xavier, uh, then Villanova mm -hmm. has a case. So uh, it's very intriguing because these teams could be out for weeks and they'd be in because of their last four, five, six games. It's uh, the, the Big East is so interesting to me. I, I would put them as the second best conference after the Big 12, like you mentioned. But nationally, do, do you think people are sleeping on some of these Big East teams? Um, it, part of me feels like yeah. people aren't quite sure which team to back because there are so many of them that you could point to and say, okay, they can make a run. Okay, that team can make a run. And many of them are sitting around that 40 to 1 range. Yeah, I agree completely because, uh, you know, Creighton, a good friend of mine that uh, is at Action Network, no longer with NBC, Tom Casale, uh, bet Creighton mm -hmm. at 80 to 1. And I was like, what? come on, my man. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and now, you know, a week or two ago, I'm like, man, I wish we got Creighton at 80 to 1 because uh, they're now down to 20 to 1, 30 to 1. And they're such a great team, well-versed. Uh, Xavier, Xavier's another great team. Last night they beat Providence, broke Providence home record uh, that was undefeated all season. And I'm the nutty guy that took Providence at halftime plus four and a half because I'm watching the game. Like the Friars going to come back, they're going to keep this close, and did not happen. But the caliber of the Big East is just so great this season. You know, Marquette's been my favorite team. I have a ticket on them to go to the Final Four uh, because I just love the buildup and makeup of this team. But I haven't even mentioned UConn. I live in Hartford, Connecticut, and UConn is a team that's been streaking right now. They are now a four seed for me. Last week they were a five. I would not be shocked if UConn wins the Big East tournament. Uh, it climbs all the way up to a three, potentially a two seed, depending on what teams like Arizona or Purdue do over the next week or two. So, or Texas as well as that. So uh, the Big East is deep. I'm with you. They're the second best conference between the Big 12, and no one expected that to happen this season. Yeah, I just watched Creighton destroy Georgetown last night by 40 points. That was no crazy. I know you got um, Arizona money line and a couple NBA props that you like for tonight. Yes, yeah, so uh, the Wildcats, like I said, they're going to USC. USC is another great home team, 14 and one at home this season. But uh, the Wildcats, they're the only team that I have a national ticket on right now. Um, and I, I did this as my preseason pick to win it all because I thought that they were going to be a team. They could run and gun with anybody. They're going to have all the size. They could shoot the three, and they make their free throws. And on road and neutral court games, which is very important when seeding these teams, in my opinion, Arizona, nine and three road and neutral court games. So they went away from home. They've won four straight in this series. Um, and they, they uh, looking at this game as a big bounce back. They lost in that half-court buzzer beater to Arizona State. Uh, that was the end of a three-game homestand. Their last road game, they've also lost. So double bounce back spot against a USC team that, even at home, cannot rebound, ranking 299th and 343rd, and they cannot defend the three as well. So I like Arizona tonight. It was 110 overnight, now out to 130, and minus 140. And uh, should we start with Bradley Bill or Buddy Hill? Which, one, which way would you guys rather go? I'm in Washington. Like? Let's, let's go with Beal. <laughs> Bradley Bill, this line's going to move. 22 and a half points. I already seen a juice to minus 135 on DraftKings. Uh, he's actually hit 23 plus eight straight times versus Toronto. 
Um, I definitely see this being a game where the stars come out, a Bradley Bill, a Pascal Siakam type game. Uh, Bills attempted at least 18 field goals in those eight games. Wizards only being two-point dogs intrigues me. Definitely makes me tempted since the Raptors didn't sell like they did, like they were planning on at the deadline, but they are 3-1 out the deadline, winning all three games they were favored in. Something intriguing. But whoever loses that game, give me the, uh, that, that team in the next game when they meet up because uh, five-game road trip here for Toronto, first two are in Washington. Uh, so I definitely like Bradley Bills over. And then Buddy Hield, when you cap player props, Aaron, I know we spoke about capping player props. That's usually the way to go in the NBA. When you have a total of 238, you have to look at overs for player props. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton's questionable with a calf strain day-to-day. I think he's going to be out. So I played Buddy Hield over 15.5 points. He scored 17 or more in 8 out of 12 games this year without Halliburton. They have the Spurs, okay? And in all four unders for Hield without Halliburton, the Pacers lost by 12-plus. If you think the Spurs win this game by 12-plus, you should just be playing that. Uh, but I think that this game is close enough that Buddy Hield scores 16-plus points tonight. So give me the over 15.5 up to 16.5 points, as well as Bradley Hield, or Bradley Bill over 22.5 up to 23.5. With Von Delzell, a few more minutes. NBC Sports Edge. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. All right, so uh, the Jalen Carter news drops yesterday, right as the Combine's uh, going underway. I know you're a Bulls fan. I don't know if you're also a Bears fan. No, but no, no. The Bears, Steelers. The Bears are one of the teams. Steelers? Oh, man. Um, From Pittsburgh. Well, you don't have a quarterback. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we don't. We don't. The, the, you, you agree. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you should have waited a year. But anyways, um, the Bears are one of the teams that uh, the Carter stuff certainly impacts uh, because are you willing to go down to four? Because you wanted Carter likely before. I don't know if they do now. Um, this is going to be interesting. So his odds drop, number one overall. Uh, what are your thoughts on number one overall in general? Because I, I know you guys were talking about it the other day over NBC Sports Edge about uh, over the weekend. The big news was the Richardson move to the third favorite. Yeah, and I'm glad you said number four too because that's kind of where I'm looking at right now. The Colts got uh, Shane Station. I hope that's how you say his name correctly, but he's going to be the head coach there. And if he wants to follow his mold of what they just did with the Eagles in that offense – then Anthony Richardson is the clear guy that you would try and go up and get. But you may ne- not necessarily have to trade up to one to get him. Uh, you know, it seems like Houston's been talking a lot. De- uh, De- De- Ryans has been saying he's the new head coach there too. A lot of, a lot of movement with these top teams that are trying to get their, their quarterbacks of the future. So there's going to be a lot of trades. And with that being said, you know, Jalen Carter looked like probably the best bet uh, as if the Bears keep the number one overall pick. But now it definitely seems like Will Anderson would be the best bet if they keep the one pick. But they could slide back to four and probably get him. You know, the news about Carter is definitely heartbreaking. You know, I had a, um, I had a friend close to me uh, that went to the NFL draft, and he ended up, or was supposed to be going to the combine, but he got into trouble in his senior season, and it affected his draft stock, and he lost out on millions of dollars. Um, but he also lost out on going to a lot of good places. So uh, we'll see what happens with Jalen Carter. And I'm looking at Bryce Young right now as probably the best bet to go number one. You know, teams are saying they're scared of his size. But in the pocket, he has the accuracy. Pro football focus rated him the number one quarterback last year. Um, you know, I don't think C.J. Stroud's quite the guy that's going to jump Bryce Young. And Anthony Richardson probably would be just because the proto prototypical size for him, the speed for him, how, how great he looked at the end of the season, and the success that Josh Allen has 
in the NFL when he didn't have the accuracy whatsoever yeah. in college, but he had all the tools, and Anthony Richardson has all the tools. Von Dalzell, he likes Bryce Young despite the reports about him being small and not weighing enough. I love it. I'm small. Who cares? Overall. Who cares? <laughs> Size doesn't matter. <laughs> Thank you so much, Von. <laughs> I appreciate hey, it. This is BetQL Daily <laughs> presented by BetMGM. We take a look at today's college hoops card next. <laughs> this is the BetQL Network.